Hi, friends. Welcome to episode 43 of Whispers Plant Spirit Medicine Podcast. I'm Amanda Nicole, and this evening I would like to share with you a bit more holly medicine, the American holly. This is a tree that has changed my life quite unexpectedly. It's one of the most powerful medicines that I've ever met. And so I handle it with care and I hold much of its medicine that I've learned in my heart and in my pocket, (laughs) waiting until I feel sure of, of how to offer it in a way that I hope won't disrupt other people's lives the way mine was disrupted when I met Holly. But I'm starting to wonder if that's even possible, if that isn't part of Holly's medicine, that disruption. I may have already shared this aspect of Holly's medicine, but tonight I feel led to share it again. It's a medicine that this world is so lacking and so much in need of. I have to start talking about this plant. (laughs) Holly taught me, is teaching me, about love. And not love in the way we use that word. We don't know what we're talking about. But divine love, ultimate love, universal love, love the love that is the root and genesis of all things. The source. Holly is about the source. And divine love, friends, is the source. When I first met Holly, I sat with her and I felt that kind of love. I don't have words for it yet. I don't have adjectives or nouns or verbs or images yet. All I know is that I sat inside of something that was so pure, pure light. I want to say white light, but there was a golden aspect to it. And it was liquid light and warm And I don't have words for how it made me feel, except I knew that it was love with a capital L, that I had never felt it before, but that I would always know how it felt from that moment on. I would never mistake something else for it ever again. And the way it presented itself to me was in keeping with my Christian upbringing. It presented love to me in the form of the Trinity. So for those of you who may or may not be familiar with that concept, the idea is that God, the divine, is one uh, in being, but three, three in one. And so in the Christian church, they'll talk about three persons of the Godhead, but 
they don't mean that in a, a human way when they use the word persons, but personhood, consciousness, these essences. And what I felt was the sitting in the midst of these, as they say, three persons of the Godhead, these three divine beings, these three parts of one whole, loving one another. They were just sitting around me, loving one another. It was oozing and spilling and flowing and floating, and I was completely absorbed and surrounded by it. And it was as if I was learning, and I have to stop right here and tell you as I'm saying this, on the timer on my computer, I have seen 111, 222, 333, 444. How does that happen to glance down at those very moments? That's lovely. So let's just accept that as good medicine. And what it is, which is a yes, it's a yes to divine love as the source of all things. So I sat and I felt this love and realized, even though I had been told it growing up, God is love. But we don't know what love means. We don't know what we mean when we say God. And in the tradition I grew up in, we certainly don't want to associate God with love too closely because then we lose his wrath, you know, and we lose the punitive punishing qualities. And we got to take care not to make that association too closely. But God is first and foremost love. That's God. And so I felt this love and I knew in that moment what it meant to say God is Love. How does this work? Uh, The divine God source exists in and of itself. How? How does it do that? I wondered as a child. How does that happen? Because they would say me, say to me, God is all sufficient. God, God uh, exists in and of Himself, herself, itself. You know what are our words for speaking? of God, of this mystery. We are finite beings trying to speak of the infinite. We use our words, but we speak about something that there may be no words for. So we don't have to be so attached to our words. We do our best. But I realized in that moment that the way that the divine subsists in and of itself is that it's loving. It's generating love and loving itself and loving and loving. And this love is swirling through these members and these consciousnesses and these essences and all these words. God is love generating and receiving, giving and receiving love. This is the energy of the world. This is the energy that created this world. This is the energy, you're getting chills. This is the energy that created the trees and you and me, everything. This love is generative. This love is alive and creative. So I sat in it and it just was beautiful and lovely and warm and soft and everything you might ever imagine that love would be. And it had none, none. Of the qualifications that people give it, none. 
If you have to give qualifications to love, you're not speaking of love. There are no qualifications. There are no buts or accepts to love. And I sat there and just basked in it. And then I heard in my spirit that, Amanda, you can feel this at any time. You sit in this all the time. You are always in it. You are always surrounded by it. You can tap into it at any time. You know, we just don't feel it. We're just not aware. There are so many distractions. And here we are in these bodies and in this world. And it's difficult. It's difficult to stay connected. It's difficult to stay tapped in to love, you know, because so many things, so many people, sadly, are trying to distract us from it and to say, no, no, that is not who God is. That is not the divine. That is not source. That is not what it is. And you certainly are not sitting in it and you don't deserve it. And it doesn't belong to you. And it certainly doesn't love you. And you're not love yourself. And that's a lie, friends. It's a lie. It is everywhere. It belongs to you and you are in it. Even those who say no to you, even those who say it isn't so, even those who refuse it and speak ill of it are surrounded by it and are being loved by it and in it. So as you can imagine, I'm still trying to figure out how to tap into that. As another aspect of Holly Medicine, I'm going to go a little over on my time. This time there's two aspects that are important here. Is that Holly also teaches, again, what is love in physical form. So here's this love I'm sitting in that's spiritual and energetic. It doesn't have a shape. It doesn't have a form. It can't actually touch me in a physical sense. I'm experiencing this in my spirit, in my heart, in my energy field, whatever word you'd like to use. Um, But you know, like I said, here we are humans in a human body, a human form in this tangible physical world of matter. So Holly teaches what love is like when it's embodied. So now if we take that divine love and we put it into a body, what will that body do? How will that body talk? How will that body speak? How will it treat others? How will it see others? What will it do? And so Holly said to me, I want your body. I need your body. And there was a lesson to be learned, and it's still ongoing almost two years later, of what does it mean to embody love? What does it mean to feel and experience the divine love and then to express it to others or to another? What does that look and feel like? So, friends, we have to know this. Divine love must speak. Divine love must act. Love is not silent. Love does not sit like a stone. That, my friends, is not love. 
That is not divine love. That is not source. That's not it. You know, so in my upbringing, I was told that we don't simply love in word. We don't say it. We, we love also in deed. The idea being, and I just saw 12, 12, the idea being, if you love someone, you will show it. You will say it. And there are no qualifications there, friend. What you say and what you do will be loving. And the other person won't wonder or guess, was that just love? Were they just loving me? Was that loving? Is that some sort of definition of love? I don't know yet. Are there qualifications there? Are there exceptions? No. When someone is loved, they know it. They know it. When you speak to them that way, when you treat them that way, when you bring that into their presence, when you look at them that way, they know it and they'll never ask. You know what they'll have trouble with? They won't ask, is this person loving me? Are they being loving? They'll know you're being loving. They'll know that's what you're being. They'll know that they're being loved by you. You know what they're going to ask? Completely different question. 1313, <laughs> there it was. They're going to ask, am I lovable? Am I worthy of love? Why do they love me? I can't believe they love me. Don't they see me? They do see me. And they still love me. Why do they love me? That's what they're probably going to ask. They're not going to ask, is this love? They're going to know it. What they're going to ask is, why do they love me? You know, because so many of us feel unlovable. So many of us feel unworthy of love. So many of us have been told plain, plainly, and treated like we are unlovable, unwanted. You disgust me, held in contempt. You don't please me. I don't like you. You know, you guys know it. You feel it in your bones. You hear it when I say it. You know what I mean. So many of us, 14, 14, <laughs> so many of us, so many of us have experienced that. So here's what Holly teaches with divine love, with this connection to source, with this embodiment of love. So when they ask that question, you're going to respond in love and you're going to tell them all the reasons you love them and you're going to show them all the reasons you love them and they're going to look at you or maybe they're going to look down because they can't hold your gaze and they're not going to know what to do with that kind of love, you know, but keep telling them, keep telling them, keep showing them and you know what's going to happen? Okay, so here's another verse from my upbringing when it's speaking of God and speaking of God in the masculine form. That's what they have. We love him because he first loved us or we love her because she first loved us or we love them because they first loved us, you know, so suddenly, slowly, maybe over time. Love breaks through. Love breaks through. And the other person kind of starts to believe you. that Maybe they are lovable. And maybe those parts of them are lovely. And maybe they are worthy of love. And suddenly they can hold your gaze. And they can receive your words or your touch or your gifts. All these things. And then they look at you and they see themselves 
in your eyes reflecting who they are back to them and they love you and they start reflecting you back to them and oh my goodness what are we sitting in between the two of you um as we're connecting to source we're sitting in our own trinity that's what we're sitting in as above so below macrocosm microcosm everything is connected to everything else then the two of you sit connected to source in a beautiful trinity you know a trinity inside a trinity <laughs> the world needs this kind of love desperately i love american holly i will tell you though it comes with difficulties and i'm going to talk about those um, in an upcoming episode because they're real and we have to take them into account Thank you so much for listening. I pray that you can experience divine love, embody it, share it, and then have it return to you. This is how we heal the world. This is how we return to ourselves. I'm going to say something pretty heavy here, folks, for some that might be listening. This is salvation, if it's needed at all. And we, I think we do. We need to be saved from the darkness of fear which is the opposite of love. Thank you so much for blessing me with your presence and taking a moment to listen to this episode of Whispers Plant Spirit Medicine Podcast. I truly am deeply grateful that you give me a moment of your time so that I can offer you the medicine that I've been given. It's certainly not meant just for me. It's meant to flow through and to go to you. So thank you. And I want to invite you to visit my website, www.alcamillas.com, A-L-C-H-E-M-I-L-L-A-S. The link is in the show notes. And if you go there, you can find what other offerings I might have, what other medicine you might like to partake of. There are online and in-person classes, consultations, both online and in-person, a link to my book, Flowers for a Girl, um, Plant Medicine and Sexual Trauma, And also, if you look in the show notes, there's a link to where you can donate or give a gift of gratitude, if you'd like, to this podcast and to the medicine work that I'm doing here at the base of the mountain that I love. And I would invite you to go and give, if you're willing, um, so that I can keep going with this work that I've been given. If you click the link, you just scroll down to the bottom of the page and there's a little button there that you'll see. So thank you, truly from my heart, thank you for sharing yourself with me and lending me your ear. Be sure to write to me. I love to hear from you and know how the medicine is ministering to you. And I'd also love to hear what medicine stories you have to share. Okay, so I'll talk to you again at the next episode. Bye.